0: The world of bookkeeping for bookkeepers in Australia never stands still, and somebody that I know who hardly ever stands still as well is the ICB Executive Director, Matthew Addison. Welcome to episode 18 of the ICB News Channel, Matthew.
1: Hey, Rob. Thanks for uh, inviting me once again to uh, have a chat just about what's going on.
0: Plenty going on, always plenty going on. We've been saying it right since the start of 2023. 2023 is a year of beyond um, and plenty to talk about again in this episode of the ICB News Channel to keep our uh, bookkeepers out there um, informed and happy, hopefully, hopefully you're happy. Um, So, lots going on within the Institute itself, the Institute of Certified Bookkeepers. Our um, April newsletter has called out uh, our recent AGM, and I think we mentioned that in our last episode of the news channel, It's Now Been and Gone, and uh, there were some announcements out of that, Matthew, that I'll let you elaborate more on.
1: Yeah, thanks, Rob. Look, Clearly, we're a company limited by guarantee. Uh, All the members are guarantee providers as part of your initial uh, membership fee. And we have that annual general meeting. We conduct that in a number of ways. The online voting system to give as many members as possible the opportunity to uh, vote for both the director elections, but also then the receiving of reports and any other matters we want to bring up. Really pleasing that nearly 20% of our membership um, engaged in that voting. That's a really good number, and I know another number of other professional associations are very envious of our level mm-hmm. of engagement. So well, well done to the members uh, for getting in involved. A couple of things came out of that annual general meeting. The uh, As the members may be aware, we rotate our board of directors uh, each year. So uh, two members at least are up for election in each year. Um, Two positions here. We had Rob, yourself, uh, re-standing for your position. And we had Marg Whitfield from... Queensland uh restanding for her position and we had Roslyn Van Welly who's come back onto the board who stood she was a director previously she's been off for a term and decided to uh restand this year and Rob and Roslyn were elected by the membership this year so Rob welcome back really pleased that you're uh, you're still on the board and we welcome <laughs> Roslyn Other things that came out of the annual general meeting was a bit of a report um, and the ICB annual report Mm. is available to members as well through the website. Just go to the corporate and legal section and uh, you'll see the annual report for 2022 that includes the financial statements.
0: Fantastic. So, Again, if you are tuning into our podcast and going, I don't know what all this means because you're not a member. Um, I guess it calls out um, how seriously uh, we approach um, our membership, and uh, as a professional association, and under uh, certain legalities, we run our members accord, uh, run our meetings accordingly. And the annual general meeting was a, a great opportunity for our members also to engage with. Um, our Chair of our Board, Colin Walker, and um, Matthew and Amanda, our CEO, um, to be Amanda Linton, our CEO, to be able to also ask some questions. And I think, Matthew, uh, in a little side competition that was going on at the time, uh, you won the competition of getting the most questions. Is that correct, I believe? But uh, not that we're competitive at the ICB. Look, based on my
1: adjudication of the results of that particular (laughs) aspect of the Annual General Meeting, yes, I declared myself the winner, (laughs) Rob.
0: Excellent. Talking of winners... Uh, the April newsletter is a real winner of the ICB, available to members and non-members. Go to our uh, ICB, our website, icb.org.au. You'll be able to tune in on the things that, uh, the matters that Matthew and I are about to discuss and debate and relate. Um, and you can tune into those on our website or via our newsletter. Uh, Our news items on our website are constantly being updated, and we'd encourage you to go and have a read. They affect uh, not only the bookkeeping community, but the very businesses that uh, bookkeepers serve and are employed to work for. So critical information, relevant information, up-to-date information. And the one we're going to kick off with is uh, found in our member newsletter on page 15. And it has the heading, New Laws for Annual Shutdowns. And there's been some significant changes coming into modern awards, which commenced at the start of this month on the 1st of May. I'm going to let you uh, unpack that a little bit, Matthew.
1: Thanks, Rob. Uh, as we're all aware, industrial relations law keeps changing the arrangements between employers and employees keep changing. Here's one that the Fair Work Commission have had a range of issues with over the years. So they've just making some amendments inside a large number of awards just about how to manage that relationship between the employer and the employee in terms of annual shutdown. So the typical one, Rob, we all cope with the December Uh, Christmas period lockdown, Christmas New Year lockdown. And what the changes are is really expecting that the employer gives 28 days notice of any lockdown, uh, the use of available annual leave, and then it's got to be a reasonable discussion and a reasonable request for the employer to force a lockdown to either consume annual leave or even to... um, Um, force them to take unpaid leave. Um, So it opens up that discussion. Rob, I don't know whether you actually experience many disputes in in our small business sector between this annual shutdown and the expectation of some businesses to close down over Christmas?
0: No. Uh, Well, I would say on the majority, no. And yet, funnily enough, yesterday I was alerted to one where uh, an employee is challenging their employer locally um, as to, to such incidents as this. So I think it does happen out there. I think what it, my reading on it is what it calls out is the importance moving forward for employers and this is where we as bookkeepers play a role in advising or, or prompting, I guess you could say, uh, employers just being a little bit more conscious of the um, importance to plan shutdowns um, some shutdowns aren't, can't be planned. The, the, that's the fact. But you, you referenced Christmas and you referenced a few other um, keynote times during the year where I think if employers just are a bit more cognisant of these new laws from the perspective of calling out um, a planning process, then really not much else to see from what I can see without uh, trying to diminish uh, a new law, of course, and changes to modern awards. Um I think that's the, the main call out. What should employers do? Well, just simply plan far enough in advance to allow for the provision of the written notification of a temporary shutdown period. And uh, I think that's what we've emphasised in our news article. Have I, have I, my, my uh, take on that correct, Matthew?
1: Yeah, that's how I read it, Rob. Look, I, I just encourage in our small business sector in particular, uh, our bookkeepers area, and dealing with the businesses we deal with, have those conversations. But what this one's really doing is saying you need to do it early. Uh, so, 28 days or before.
0: But we again, as we do on this show, we encourage you to go and get your head inside it as well and do your readings. Um, we uh, we debate, we relate. Is the, the term I'm using today? But uh, I don't think there is a lot more to to talk about in regards to that one. So we'll let uh, we'll let that one go through to the next phase of what we do want to talk about, and that is under our uh, heading that we have in our newsletter called Best Practice Bookkeeping. Um, We've called out that there is some changes to um, the standard choice form for superannuation. In fact, there's been a, a revamp of the uh, the form. And there's been a little bit of conversation, Matthew, on uh, social media around this and a few uh, bits and pieces. Give us your take on the new superannuation standard choice form.
1: Uh, thanks, Rob. Look, this form gets reviewed every so often. Um, since the last review, we've had this whole journey of using the stapled Superfund service. I personally wanted them to go one step forward. So on the new form, they've still got the three boxes that the employee has to choose from, my existing Superfund, my employer's default Superfund, or my private self-managed Superfund. I wanted another box in there which is, says to the employer, please use my stapled super fund. Yes. So it gave permission. That would just make it so easy yes. then our community, Rob, could just go, yep, that makes sense. The employer's gone. Oh, sorry, the employees probably don't know what a stapled super fund is. I actually wanted them to put the words my existing super fund. Mm. Um, but they've got the My Existing Superfund, but then it requires the employee to put the info in. I wanted them to say, My Existing Fund, go and get it from the tax office. Just think how easy that would be. So uh, the form has been redesigned. It's a little bit pretty. Uh, they've got that My Existing Superfund in it, but it requires still the employee to put their USI number and their member number on the form. Good luck with that one. Um, <laughs> The one I will call out, Rob, is under Information for Employees. No, where is it? I've lost it now. Um, under Information for Employers on the bottom mm. of page three, mm-hmm. it actually does call out the Stapled Superfund. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to just read these words mm-hmm. because I think it changes the way we've been using the Stapled Fund service. And it says, if an employee doesn't provide you with the correct details or the fund can't accept your contributions, you will need to request their stapled super fund details from the ATO. What that does for me, Rob, is that opens up a little bit of our use of the stapled fund service, that if we... uh, we You know, they give us a USI and there's a number missing. Don't go back to the employee. Get onto the ATO service and request the information from there. So I'm quite pleased with that new wording that for us as bookkeepers, let's short circuit this to and fro from employees who don't understand what a USI is, barely understand what their member number is, and we can use the ATO's own information to then fill in the ATO's own form. So a step forward, Rob.
0: And does that relate also, Matthew, for scenarios? And it happens in the real world, even though perhaps some don't acknowledge that it does at uh, the higher level. But it happens in the real world where an employee just simply doesn't return the form at all. Can we uh, can we use that uh, that clause that you just read for the same purposes? What extents does an employer need to go to, and where, at what point is that exhausted?
1: Um. If your employee doesn't return this form, it Mm. says most employers must request the employee's stapled super fund details before making a super contribution. So, yep, if you don't get the form back, you don't just pay to the default fund. You go and check for the stapled fund or the the existing fund known on the ATO system. And then um, if they don't have a stapled fund, that's when you fall back to the employer's default fund. Default fund right. So really I don't I don't see the employer's default fund being used very often anymore, Rob. Um, I'm really hoping the stapled fund detail. I will call out, Rob, that little hitch though, you actually have to lodge a single touch payroll event mm. for the employee mm-hmm. before you get to see the stapled fund information mm-hmm. on
0: the ATO systems. Mm, good call. Yeah, a lot lot a lot of people overlooked that uh, that last little bit that you've just mentioned. Um, there's quite a bit there to unpack. The form itself, the change of the form isn't significant. Uh, I have no doubt, no doubt at all that, uh, well, I can, I can give some inside information. We'll continue to agitate to have that extra box that you spoke about on the uh, next alliteration of the form whenever that might be, sooner rather than later, uh, because that would just simply... Well, simplify the form. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we, we live in a world where forms quite often aren't as simple as what you'd think they should be, but uh, we'll move on from that comment and just say uh, if you weren't aware that there is a new superannuation standard choice form out there in the marketplace, then uh, make sure that you tune into the newsletter and uh, you can see not only some commentary around that but also... A, um, a, an example of the form itself. Matthew. Uh,
1: Rub, you and I have been subject to a discussion in the last 24 hours. Again, with our community asking that question, in the days of digital onboarding, the days of a new employee coming on, Do we have to give them TFN decks? Do we have to give them super choice forms? Do we have to give them the National Employment Standard, that information sheet? And the answers are, yes, you Mm. have to request them. Mm. So you do have to give them a super choice form. You've got to give them the National Employment Standard information sheet. Um, The TFN deck... Typically now, most of our software enables that within the software. The super choice form can be enabled within software. So, yes, as an employer, you still have to ask for it and provide it, but you can uh, ask for it using onboarding software.
0: Great calls. Some really, really key information there if you missed some of that. The beauty of podcasts is you can rewind and go back and listen to that again because there's some really important information points that you've made there that every bookkeeper needs to be across. New lodgement deferrals. We called this out at the ICB, the recent ICB Australian um, Bookkeepers Summit, which we um, are still recovering from just quietly, some of us, but uh, we we um, we called it out that it was coming and like Christmas, it's arrived. Um, Tell us all about the new lodgement deferral function. Obviously, this is primarily for the BAS agents who are tuning into the podcast today. Um, Some great news for BAS agents. I'm excited. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, Rob, for a long time we've been using the Excel spreadsheet to apply for deferrals. um, or you've been rigging up and applying for deferrals. What uh, we've done is remove a whole lot of the complexity with the tax office. Um, It's going to be simpler for them to process things and it's simpler for us to apply. It's live and kicking right now in the BAS agent portal. Have a look at our article in the newsletter. Have a look at the ATO's website that they've done a really good communication deal on on the website of explaining exactly how to use it. And you can apply for deferrals. In some cases, you'll get notice straight back saying the deferral has been automatically granted Uh, But they also give you a dashboard now of the deferrals you've applied for and uh, whether they've been granted or whether they're still in process. So all in all, a digital solution and it solves some of the uh, unnecessary complexity that we've had in the past on getting deferrals.
0: And we talked about the safe harbour in the last episode for, for agents, but this just gives another... Opportunity for agents to recognise when things are tough and when things are, you know, challenging, and it's coming up to Baz time. I'll call out that our article mentions that uh, this relates to monthly and quarterly activity statements, but also annual GST returns, uh, PAYG payment summary, annual reports, and taxable payments annual reporting. So, uh, pretty much the majority of what a, a BAS agent would be doing, and in any given week or month of their calendar life. Um, So it is really a great move forward um, and should hopefully stop a lot of the angst that that darn spreadsheet. I know it nearly, it's put a few grey hairs on, well, what's left on my head, um, that darn spreadsheet, so really a good move forward. How do we, do you need to apply for this, Matthew? Is a question that has come up. Do you need to apply for these um, to to have this on your portal, or does it is it just there? I know we don't use that.
1: We don't use that word portal anymore, Rob. You've you've (laughs) got to stop calling it the portal. It's online services for agents, and no, it is just there. It's in your menu structure now. So have a look at the ATO info. Have a look at our newsletter article. It explains instantly. Just log into your agent portal go up to reports and forms, go down to forms, up comes a little list and lodgement deferral is on that list.
0: I just wrote down do not use the word portal and then you just used it. So I don't know, I'm confused. But uh, absolutely, <laughs> online services for agents, that's where you need to be to be able to access um, the new deferral um, function. And uh, as I said, I'm certainly excited. It's certainly going to uh, solve a few headaches that I've had in the past around uh, uh, clients who might be dragging their feet in particular. We have an article in our um, in our newsletter, as we always do, about the benefit of becoming a member. So we've got lots of people tuning in right now going, yeah, well, I keep hearing about why maybe I should become a member, um, all sorts of reasons that we've offered up from time to time. The one we've focused on in the April newsletter is in my opinion, possibly one of the most powerful tools that I have in my armoury as a bookkeeper and that is the ICB Facebook Discussion and Support Group. Uh, I have sat in many a meeting, Matthew, where you have brought to bear something that's been raised in the ICB Facebook Discussion and Support Group and there's a number of aspects of this particular Facebook group that we're the ICB is pretty proud that we've been able to maintain uh, expand for us tell us why you get rather excited when whenever the the facebook discussion group comes up
1: rob i'm a little bit worried about you right now you're getting excited about super choice forms you're getting <laughs> excited about ato deferral features on the online services for ages and so now you're getting excited about facebook i mean <laughs> rob uh, i a need worried. a life yeah you need a life yeah. um look To your point, though, Rob, as a ICB member, you can join the members discussion and support group on Facebook. As a student, you can join the student discussion group. And what they are is a great opportunity for you as members to interact, not just with the ICB team, but with each other. You can brainstorm. You can say, look, this is happening to me. Is it happening to you? As ICB team, Rob, you and I leverage off those discussions a lot as to what's going on in the environment, what's changed in the environment. All of a sudden is government doing something different that we haven't been advised about. So as an ICB team, we get great interaction uh, with you as the members. Uh, It's a great place to have a chat. You'll know sometimes I throw a uh, wild and weird idea out there just to get some feedback and get some responses too Uh, but yeah as a member benefit I think it's really useful part of our community and our community's ability to influence government because what we get is the real life cases where we can take the real life story and what's happening Um, I'll just preempt Rob, I'm about to put a post in there about paid parental leave and get some opinions on that one. So um, it's another one where we will influence a particular inquiry that senators are conducting at the moment. Well, by the
0: time this goes to air, that will be passed, but you can go back and look at past posts in our ICB Facebook discussion and support group. Now, for those who um, non-members and a tuning in or perhaps a bookkeeper in employment who hasn't gone down the route of uh, joining as a member at this stage and, and still isn't there yet. We also do have a Facebook site, ICB Australia, where you can go and stay connected also. So it's not like you're uh, you're missing out altogether. But certainly from a member perspective, um Yeah. okay, I won't use the word excited in case I get uh, chastised, but uh, I I get huge, huge value out of the ICB Facebook discussion and support group. The amount of times I've seen somebody pose a question and within minutes, the responses have been significant and uh, certainly make a huge difference in our community, as you said. So... If you uh, go to our website, icb.org.au, you can uh, find out how to join our ICB Facebook group but also uh, by tuning into our newsletters uh, for April. You'll be able to see uh, an article written specifically on how to do that and uh, also a few tips and tricks in there as well, Matthew, on how to get notifications just so you know when you've popped your head up perhaps or uh, somebody else important has popped their head up. Um, We can... We can all rejoice in that. Then, finally, as we bring uh, the this session to a uh, this part of today's ICB News Channel to a close, and I would encourage you to hang in because we are also going to have um, uh, one of our strategic partners join us shortly and uh, bring to our uh, our knowledge, Matthew, some uh, exciting information or some exciting events that are happening in their world. I'll hold that one over for people to hang in there for and listen to. But uh, we do want to reference the fact that as we go to air in May of 2023, we have opened up the registration process for our 2023 end-of-year online seminars, um, which are coming up on the 1st and 2nd of June. Lots of information in the newsletter and on our website around that Um, But the main thing we want to call out is if you're tuning into this um, podcast and it's prior to or up to the 16th of May and you've been thinking of registering, we'd encourage you to do so because you'll get an early bird special price. Uh, And I also want to call out that if you're tuning in and you go, I need to tap into information about end of financial year and I know these guys know their stuff... Whether you're a member or not, you can register for this event. So non-members and members, student members, you're all of, uh, welcome to be able to join this particular event. And Matthew, I'm going to ask you just to give a little bit of a, your, your view of uh, the importance of this event each year. It happens once a year and a lot of it's repetitive, but the importance of it never loses its relevance. Am I right? Yeah, Rob, repetitive
1: um, would seem to be the thing because end of year happens each year. So, yeah, funny in, that. in some sense, repeat. But you and I talk about this every year, and we go into heading for 30 June, and you go, you know what? The world shifted since last year. So, there's um, the way we will talk about some of this the way we will um, explain some of this in the contemporary environment, the current technology, the way the government is reacting to end-of-year data and information. Um, For those of you that were at Summit, we talked a bit about how the ATO is moving to more right-time data, which means they're using your end-of-year data a whole lot quicker and a whole lot more intensely. So uh, as we head for end-of-year and the feedback, Rob, you know, we get from very experienced members that, yep, they come to each end of year and, yes, some of it's the same, but what it does is it refreshes us. It reminds us that we do know what we're doing, um, but even some experienced members go, oh, I've probably dropped that off my process or out yeah. of my thinking. Yeah, yep. So, um, you know, you and the team, Rob, um, have done a great job of just pulling together Key things that we need to know for a bookkeeper's approach to end of year, but key things we need to know in 2023 about end of year thinking and processing. So, um, I'm not using the word excited, Rob, but uh, I am going to go uh, for those of you that are looking for some CPD time, looking for am I getting end of year right? Am I on the cutting edge? this is one way to know whether you're really are competent and an expert and beyond being challenged for your end of year processes.
0: Beautifully said. Couldn't have said it better. Um, the, The thing about end of year comes around once a year. It's amazing how many business owners I speak to who go, I know that we did it all last year, but that was last year and I've done a heck of a lot since then. So, remind me again, Rob, what is it we need to do? Um, and I think even if from the bookkeeper's perspective you come to refresh yourself as, you, as to your approach to your clients and to your business owners, that in itself is a huge win for everybody. So 1st and 2nd of June is when the event is on but your chance to register is open now. We in- encourage you to go to www.icb.org.au and uh, get yourself registered I love the fact that um, for as long as we've been doing this now, Matthew puts his hand up in a podcast. I I just love it. But uh, I I think that's just a flag to me because no one else can see you, by the way, just quietly. But over to you. Uh,
1: I I am aware, Robert, (laughs) that was to attract your attention because I had another brainwave. (laughs) Um, I, I just want to reflect on some of the conferences and seminars I do, and I don't do a lot of them. But sometimes you do it, and can I just encourage this end of year one, it's a good one to sit there. Yes, it'll be online, but it'll be spending a day just thinking about what your approach to the end of year will be before you get there. So just that planning, that thinking about how am I going to tackle all my business's needs as we head for end of year. and Part of what the ICB team does is bring you that approach and the way to think about it, and maybe that's simply the way to be really in control of this end of year process.
0: Again, great points. Rewind if you miss that, because there are some really, really good points there, and I'd encourage everybody to approach it from that way this is the opportunity for you to be ahead of the race. It's a month out and to be uh, well and truly on the road to a successful and an easier transitioned end of financial year. We've got a couple of challenges there. First time we've ever done finalisation with single-touch payroll phase two. There's a couple of things there that I think uh, we'll unpack in that session that will really uh, resonate with many who are just starting to put their, their, uh, their vision towards the end of financial year, even now, Matthew, But that's where we're going to bring this part of uh, proceedings to an end. Uh, Plenty of other things that you can tap into in the newsletter for April as we uh, move into May. We've got some fabulous acknowledgement of some uh, 10-year members in our uh, newsletter. Congratulations. I won't call them all out. There's quite a few there, but congratulations. We honour all our members who are um, really engage with us on a daily basis and across 10 years is quite amazing. So, uh, congratulations to all our 10-year service members. We've also got some articles uh, from our friends at Employment Innovations, one in particular around the new workplace sexual harassment laws that we'd encourage you to go and uh, have have a look at. We have talked through that a little bit in previous editions of the ICB News Channel. And also from our new strategic partners, Hamilton Murphy, Uh, a nice little article in there that I'd encourage you to go and and have a read of as well, along with further conversations around the rise and rise of artificial intelligence. We've got an uh, an article in there simply called Why All the Buzz, written by uh, one of our partners. So plenty to to read, Matthew, plenty to engage with as always. And as always, thank you for joining us today on the ICB News Channel. Uh, uh, I always give you the last word, so I'm not going to stop now.
1: Thanks, Rob. Good to be here.
0: (laughs) Love it. Hang in there, folks, and uh, we're going to move to our next guest very soon. We mentioned at the top of the show that uh, the world of bookkeeping just never sits still, and uh, thank you for hanging in. Thank you to Matthew Addison again for joining us in the uh, the first part of today's podcast, but uh, I'm really, really thrilled to introduce somebody who's not necessarily a stranger to uh, the ICB world in particular, uh, a favourite going back a long time now, but she is the Community Relations Manager for bookkeeping at MYAB with an exciting story to tell, or some exciting news to tell. Uh, Welcome to the ICB News Channel, Leanne
2: Berry. Hi, Rob. Thank you very much for having me on today. And I don't know that I've been around for as long as you think I have.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, even as I was saying that, I'm thinking, you know, there's some things that are probably just inappropriate and that might have just kind of gone a bit too far. But let's just go with a favourite of the ICB. Um, Always uh, enjoy hearing your tones on our podcast, Leanne, and um, some exciting news coming out of MYOB for those who have hung in to... uh, to, to, to get through the, the remainder of this podcast. And that is a event coming up called, now I'm going to go with my believe, but it might be different to that. Um, it's a breakfast roadshow and uh, there's a lot being said about it at the moment. So first of all, give us the correct title and then give us a bit of a, a rundown on what What it's all about.
2: It's the MYO Believe Breakfast Roadshow, Rob, and we're really excited to get back on the road in front of partners in Australia. It's been three years—can you believe that—since we've had a live event for MYOB. So in May, uh, May the eighteenth in Brisbane, Sydney, the May twenty-second, Adelaide on the thirty-first of May, and wrapping up with Melbourne on the second of June. And then we're heading over to New Zealand, who were lucky enough to have a couple of roadshows live last year. Um the response that we've had to date has been overwhelming and we're really limited for space. So, if you're thinking about coming along and you haven't already registered, now would be the time to do that.
0: So, when, when we think about roadshows, why a breakfast? What's the, what's the thinking around a breakfast?
2: Look, it was a real struggle for us to come up with an appropriate time for our partners that doesn't impact on their day. So, what we were trying to do with the breakfast is get people in and out with a really great spread for breakfast here from our team and get them back in the office with their billable time as quickly as possible. We heard from partners that, you know, having a lunch event was really impactful because it basically took out the day. You know, any other time of the day seems to impact on our billing. So, this is what we've come up with and, you know, we're, we're kind of testing the waters with an early event like this.
0: Mm. Yeah, no. Uh, I got accused of sounding a bit too excited in the earlier part of this podcast by uh, Mr. Addison, but I'm going to say I'm excited. I think it's a, absolutely a, a great thing to um, put out there and have a crack at, and uh, I'm going to be very surprised if it's not hugely successful. Can you give us a little bit more insights into what's in store? You You, caught, you mentioned that you know, for MYB Partners in particular, it's been a long three years since we've been able to engage uh, in this sort of manner. What, what, what's in store for MYAB Partners at these events?
2: Uh, look, what we're trying to get across, I mean, in three years, you know how fast our industry moves, Robin, and software moves at that rate of pace as well. So, a lot has changed in NYOB, not only our our NYOB flagship products account, right, NYOB business, but also our practice software as well, our MYOB practice. There have been so many changes, so many things that have happened. We've gone from being just accounting software. We're now a full business management platform, and we're really excited excited to be able to show partners and tell partners what this business management platform actually means for them and for their clients as well.
0: We've got a couple of, or I note that you've got a couple of guest speakers, uh, Adam Spencer, uh, do you yeah, want to tell look, us a little bit about Adam Spencer?
2: Spencer? Uh, look, Adam, if you have I've seen Adam before and he is really quite funny. So I'm really hoping that he will hit the mark. Um, he is, he's, not, he's one not to be missed. Um, he will be talking about the power of technology and how we can embra- embrace it to work more effectively. Mm. And I think it's going to be a really good session to start the, ba- the day and wake us all up, quite frankly.
0: And then uh, I believe Paul Wittich I now uh, corrections if I've got that wrong. Um, new head of strateg- uh, strategic solutions. Tell us a little bit about Paul.
2: That's right. So, Paul joined us last month. So, Paul is really quite new to our space and he is really excited to be getting on the road and meeting partners within a month of starting at MYOB. So, that's a big one for Paul. Um, He has a lot to do with our partners. He's really keen. He'll be presenting in Brisbane and Adelaide and it'll be great for partners to meet him and it'll also be great for him to meet our partners. Um, Kim Clark from our our senior leadership team, um, executive leadership team will be presenting in Sydney and Emma fawcett will be presenting in Melbourne um, many people know those names mm, they're, they're great mm. names and they've been around for a while and they're excited about connecting with our partners and then of course you'll you'll have myself uh, Jody sitters looking after our accountants and who else do you think would be there Rob
0: Um Tapping into my former past, and I'm thinking let's hope that somebody who resembles somebody like George Clooney might be there. Is that a possibility?
2: I think you've hit it on one. I know that uh, I get a big blush out of Dale every time I call him George Clooney, but, yes, Dale Dixon will be on the road at all events as well. So it'll be great for our partners to connect with people they might know but also to meet some of our latest and greatest and newest uh, MYOB executive team.
0: You've got a feature of the breakfast uh, or a panel um, being referred to as We Hear You. The We Hear You panel sounds, uh, sounds intriguing to me. Can you tell us a little bit more about the We Hear You panel?
2: Yeah, so the panel's designed to tackle those burning questions that our partners want answered by our executive team. So, not only do we know what they're asking from questions that are being asked on our social channels, but also we're giving partners the opportunity to actually submit a question when they register for the roadshow, or they'll have an opportunity to submit a question from an email that we'll be sending out reminding them about the, the event as well. So, if you've got a burning question to put to our execs, this is a really unique opportunity and session to have those questions answered. So we'd love to hear from you as well.
0: So in in sort of summary, as uh, as these events, these Myo believe. I'm going to keep saying that. I've written it down, or practice it, or underline it. Myo believe Breakfast are uh, being rolled out. Can you can you just uh, for our listeners, for those who are invested with MyoB, uh, what are the actual uh,
2: locations and dates? Can you just go Great. over those for us? Great, Rob. Uh, in Brisbane on the 18th of May at the Brisbane Convention and and Exhibition Centre. Oh, there's a word. Uh, in- It is a word. In Sydney on the 22nd of May, at the Hilton on George Street, in Adelaide on the 31st of May at the Adelaide Convention Centre, and in Melbourne on the 2nd of June at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. Now, if partners are looking to register, Rob, I know that, you know, you're a great supporter of MYOB and I believe there were um, social posts put out across your social channels today, the 1st of May, um, across uh, both the Facebook uh, discussion group, the ICB Australia homepage, and also the ICB Australia homepage on LinkedIn. So uh, it has all the registration details to click through and register for that event, submit your question, and really, look, it's a great opportunity again to network with your peers to have a fantastic breakfast to listen to some amazing speakers to get your questions answered and to see me
0: Absolutely. I think that's number one. Uh, w- will there be an appearance by Mocker the Bear perhaps? Is that uh, um, a possibility or uh, maybe m- not?
2: Mocker may be in my back pocket. I'm not sure yet.
0: <laughs> <laughs> for those who attended our recent uh, summit, they'll know exactly uh, our, um, uh, our face-to-face summit. They'll know exactly what we're talking about there. So uh,
2: Absolutely. And Rob, just one final thing. The, fi- the, the timing for this breakfast is 7.30 till 10.30 at every one of those locations
0: in in that local time I'm guessing in
2: you know, the local time, time of that event yeah. yeah so they're all eastern you know unfortunately we couldn't get an event space to work within the time frame we needed in uh, WA I know that you're passionate about WA mm-hmm. so you know hopefully we'll get to WA at a later date it is on our on on our plans to look at that
0: hopefully or it's just a really good excuse to hop on a plane and go to melbourne perhaps or adelaide or sydney well, or brisbane it could
2: be absolutely mm. bookkeepers love to travel if you've got clients in those Spaces or, you know, colleagues or friends and things like that or family that you want to catch up to, it could be a great excuse uh, for some business travel.
0: The last minute tax deduction, not that we're talking tax deductions, uh, but uh, (laughs) (laughs) let's uh, let's just call it out that there's some great opportunity there for anybody who is uh, connected with MYB as a partner and would like to uh, attend those events. Uh, make sure you can you can also again uh, capture that on our website and and through the social media sites that uh, Leanne mentioned a few moments ago. But Leanne, thank you for joining us today and uh, bringing that exciting announcement about the Myo Believe Breakfast Roadshow. Uh, I've I've enjoyed just trying to wrap my tongue around that first part, so uh, that's been exciting.
2: Rob, I've made a believer out of you already. You have, you have indeed. <laughs> uh, the- yeah. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I love getting out to these events and seeing our bookkeepers and, and spreading the news about the NYOB Business Management Platform and how it's right for you and your clients.
0: So thank you to Leanne Berry um, for joining us today, the uh, Community Relations Manager for Bookkeeping at MYOB. We thank um, Matthew Addison for joining us in the earlier part of today's podcast. Most of all, as always, we thank you for joining us today on the ICB News Channel podcast. Uh, My name is Rob Marshall and uh, we look forward to you joining us again very soon on the ICB News Channel.